Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crystal Core Radio Podcast. Brian and Chris here for Work to Game, breaking down this week in MMO news. We've had a lot of development updates, and so this show is going to focus in on New World, Ashes of Creation, and Final Fantasy XIV as we set up and gear up for a whole new month within this genre that we love so much. So if you guys are listening live or if you're listening to the MP3 audio, note that we love you very much and thank you so much for being here. This coming Friday, Chris and I are going to be doing the Final Fantasy XIV live letter coverage. Kicks off around 11.30 p.m. Central Time. Might go live a little bit uh, sooner than that. Maybe we'll turn it into a fun little community game night or whatnot. But note that that is something that's going to be happening if you want to hang out late with us. Uh, and get some insight into patch 6.25, into more information about the Criterion Dungeons, which we expect to see sometime at the end of this month. Guessing October the 18th is really what it is. Now, Chris has been away uh, for a whole week, celebrating 10 years uh, of marriage with his wife. He's looking very rested. I I saw on my watch all the time that Chris is finishing uh, multiple workouts all the time. So uh, how is your week off, sir? Uh, Any any thoughts or anything that you got uh, planned for stream this week? Uh, as we get get back into the flow of it it's a live letter week so it's a great week to return uh and then i will be hopefully knocking out more heavensward lore it's a lore week and then other than that like i'd love to just get back in things i assume there'll be some evening streams because i've got a lot to do Mm -hmm. um there's just a lot to get back in in the swing especially as we start to say like okay like the goal was in 2022 to really Kind of understand what's going on with Guild Wars as a general rule, what's going on with World of Warcraft as a general rule, and then really dive deep in Final Fantasy. Um, but as we look to next year, I'd like to add more games to it. So it's just a great news week all around. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, I see Chris L. the mod, Chris the mod, hashtag blame Chris, who celebrated his birthday uh, this last Friday. So be sure to keep wishing him a happy birthday and follow his Twitch channel, if you will. Uh, we were actually in the process of setting up the teamwork to game over on Twitch. So just keep a, an ear out for those announcements. And one thing I learned while streaming this week, while Chris was gone, is that we should remind people that if they have Amazon Prime and they want to uh, support the content that we make for free, spend those Bezos bucks any which way that they have, uh, whether it's with us or somebody else. But it does get you the ad free viewing, special role in Discord, emotes, and so much more. I found out that by telling people about their free perks, uh, we ended up getting a lot of prime subs. So thank you guys so much for that support last week. But we're going to open up today's show. We're going to be focusing in on uh, the New World Dev update first and foremost. Uh, they had the uh, big September update, the one-year celebration on the 28th. I covered this live, and there was a lot of mixed opinions about essentially the dev update. And this is where I think I'm really excited to see that Chris, you know, has kind of doesn't know where I'm going to go with this. And I'm really thinking that he's actually going to have a lot of really good insight because that is what Chris does. So first and foremost, the biggest thing that kind of the biggest feeling that came out of it was did leaks ruin the dev update, the one year celebration, because most of the things that they kind of announced is a kind of a highlight. They're bringing in a raid or raids. They're bringing in loadouts. We know mounts are on the way. We like all of these things that have been people have been wanting and clamoring for. Well, We kind of had that already. We kind of found that out from PTR. We kind of knew that. So for we cut the conclusion we ended up coming to for the most part was that if you had not been following New World 
at all and you're just kind of like yeah i bought that game last year it had some problems so i stepped away what's all going with it this was the perfect dev update for you like it literally was like hey all the things that you been you know that we hear this is what it is and then for everybody else that has like been like oh man what are they gonna announce this is the one year like myself was like then they told us that they'll wait till october when they'll go over the roadmap with us like uh, there was no big moment. There was nothing like, yes, this is this is exactly what I wanted to see. And so the conversation shifted to the concept of data leaks and uh, and, and and data mining and, and and expectations being misaligned. And Chris and I, we know that all too well. Uh, we've seen a lot of that actually happen in Final Fantasy fourteen quite a bit. But Chris, does anything I just said like spark any kind of like? <laughs> just like, no. It's it's why like as soon as I know I want to see a movie, I stop watching trailers. It's why as soon as I am ready to pre-order a game, like I want to research a game until I hit the pre-order button. And after I hit the pre-order button, I really prefer to hear pretty much nothing about it until the first time I can log in. Uh, and that's to save some element of mystique but like that's hard like the internet is like but mm -hmm. i have things for you and you're like ooh, uh and so you want to click on them i get that but you're the leak is never as good as if you got to discover it in a live gameplay mm -hmm. it's never as good yeah um so you're you're getting a lesser version and you're denying yourself that that magical moment um that in 14 you and i cover 14 so much that we rarely get it in 14, it's usually something like it's a UI update, something that doesn't get mentioned in the patch notes. Oh. And we're like, you know what I wish? I wish I could just like drag this button from here to, <gasps> I can drag it. Um, and like, that's our big moments. But for people that don't watch every single live letter and don't read community discussion posts, that's happening all the time. They're like, there are people who are like, we got a dungeon this patch. And that's mind blowing. Um, because they're not sitting there keeping track of like, oh, we get a dungeon every patch and it's always three bosses. Like, and there's something about that. Like, I think we tend to go to the experts for the information, which makes sense, right? They know the most, mm -hmm. but the experts lose some of that passion sometimes because the people who have taken the time to get to know a game really, really well, um, and, and have read every dev update and every data mind, everything and every discussion, um, sometimes they lose that kind of sense of wonder that the newer players can have, which I think the 14 community ends up with like as, mm -hmm. as an existing community ends up being one that really highlights both. You see content. We love content creators who are brand new to the game. Mm -hmm. And then we have these like core people who have been around since like 1.0. Um, and those are typically like kind of the two groups. It's uh, interesting because no matter what that, that the, the group of newbies, tends to become obviously the group of veterans and oh, eventually right and it's like, them. right they have to be replaced <laughs> because we got to have that that dopamine hit because once you shift into veteran category you're like yep different ball game which yeah. i mean some people make that transition and become experts themselves right we've seen quasi baking that jump mm -hmm. in the 14 community from coming in and saying like I love all of these things in ARR oh my gosh like hunting logs are so great and we're like oh those are going to go away. Yeah. Um, people are like, no, no, don't ruin his fun. Uh, and he's having all this fun. <laughs> and then he shifted into becoming this really like deep seated, knowledgeable information yeah. on this veteran side of things. But that means for anybody that wants to see that wonder again, they've had to say, okay, well now my expert is quasi. Now I have to go and find some that new wonder. person, but new yeah. worlds in a weird spot mm -hmm. because it, you can only be so expert. 
And so like, you're still seeing the sense of wonder, even from the veterans, mm -hmm. because they don't have 10 years of experience. We're like, yeah, yeah. I've heard all this song and dance before. Um, but that also means that like, it's really easy to accidentally get into a group where you're like, oh, I have all these expectations. I have all these expectations. Um, and there's nobody to tell you like, okay, guys, temper down. Like as much fun, as much as it's not fun to be told, let's talk about what's realistic. Um, that does keep us from getting our feelings hurt and new world. There's nobody to do that. We're all like, I don't know. It could be anything. This is their first anniversary. Uh, and then it turns out like, no, it's just like every other game, like a reasonable amount of progress in a reasonable amount of time. It's a good thing. Yeah. One of the things that I kind of uh, like commented on is that we've seen, a, we're starting to see some patterns develop. And one of the things the devs specifically said, they want to stop. They kind of said they want to start, stop and continue, like and continue, like in terms of like different things. And one of the things they want to stop is they want to stop taking two steps forward, one step back. It's like, we've seen that happen no matter what, like, Hey, this great stuff. And Oh, we got to We got to pause on this. And so like, I think they're really kind of identifying this. And one of the things that in terms of their, their content and their release schedule, like it does feel like they're starting to get that more mature thing. And we've seen that all year. Like this is just like the evolution of that. And the fact that they still recognize that there's work that they can be, that can be done to do that. And I think really what it, what it strikes down to when I was watching and listening to them talk about it is like, they've been doing a, a big update, like once every two months, like, it's like, that's pretty pretty quick to turn around. I'm perfectly fine if they decided and said, Hey, once every three months. And then if there's anything that we need to adjust and in, in, in the interim, you make those little minor adjustments, but final fantasy 14 literally, I think set up a roadmap in which it's like, yeah, once every three months feels really good. Like it feels like you have something to be excited for that. It gives them hopefully plenty of time to really test it out and, and deliver on that. So I, that's, that's what I'm kind of rooting for is like, yeah, just have a, big update here and then maybe i don't know maybe a half patch like a 0.5 <laughs> and then, the, then you do another big update you know and then maybe like it's so it's for me i guess having covered 14 for so long it just kind of feels like hey here's the here's a roadmap here's a blueprint on like general like mmo content now there's another blueprint out there called wow i would avoid their plan of maybe you get an update maybe you don't like <laughs> we don't know um, i mean i will say their expansions are incredible as a result right so like Nobody beats a WoW expansion on launch. It's the servers run smooth. It it's it's an incredible amount of content because they don't save anything. They don't hold anything back for the patches. Yeah, that's why their first patch always feels lackluster. People are like, I was expecting more. That's because they gave you everything they had. They just dumped it all on the table. Uh, and so like WoW on launch is way bigger than 14 on launch but point one to point one it, it, that's where like how long was it until point one yeah. how much was really in point one um it drops off massively and that that gap between those so I, I i do think like you could keep up if you were if like like i think destiny is like a, a good hybrid between those two where it's it is really expansion forward it is really like this like there's it's very front-loaded mm -hmm. um but you still know there's going to be continued support. Uh, yeah. So I, I think really the takeaway is however New World wants to do it, you can align and be, hey, it's all about the new zone. It's all about the new faction. It's all about the new mode. And that's all got to come out at once. So we're just going to do that all in one big update, either expansion or annually or whatever they want their model to be. But then after that, you it's how many touch points can you have? Mm -hmm. you, you can't go dark 
for a year. Right. You, you've got to have a touch point in communication for the hardcore fans. You've got to have a touch point in interviews and stuff for onboarding or returning players, which those are typically synced, right? Because the press will be in there with the hardcore asking questions. And then you've got to have content. Um, but that content doesn't have to be huge. I mean, seasonal events, you, they, New World's been adding seasonal events. Yeah. And like, that's oh, that's yeah. a good thing. Like, they, just Their seasonal events something... are really awesome. Like, it's it they're meaty, right? Like, essentially, because they last. Good. And they're not like, you know, and not to like bemoan or throw shade at 14 in this regards, but they're they're meaty like you can sit here and spend your the entire seasonal event doing all these things getting all the different rewards and so far that's kind of nice now they also have very they also have been introducing minor seasonal events like we had a big rabbit hunt like in the spring for easter why not right you know so but it was like that was kind of a minor event there wasn't like a big kind of story behind it it was just like go kill as many rabbits as you can you know it's like okay cool uh, <laughs> done done and done um but then here we got uh we had the summer event we're getting a halloween event which if you guys have not seen that footage if you have not seen my reaction to that halloween event it is insane like it's just like okay cool this is cool i'm excited and then we'll we'll have the winter event come back and this will the winter event will be an interesting thing because do they build off of the previous winter event or is it another thing cuz you've talked about in wow like it's this continually evolving you know, but at the same time, this is the event, right? And so we'll have a good picture. And so as as more time happens, we'll start to be able to pick out things that we're like, oh, this is what they want to keep. And this is like a really good thing. And then this is what they've changed. And here's how that goes. And one of the things I've asked, I asked you while, while we were talking yesterday, kind of we're like planning this show. I was like, one of the things will be interesting to see is that they're revamping the new player experience. So from one to 25, you got cutscenes, you got voice acting, you got really delivering a story. And one of the things I've heard from, you know, people uh, who are following me over Ginger World and one of the things I've started doing based off of my experience with Final Fantasy 14 was, hey, guys, welcome to the channel. Uh, I'm showing my face right now, but here in a minute, I'm going to show you guys footage of the new zone or I'm going to show you guys footage of the new player experience and some of the cutscenes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just a spoiler warning. I don't know if you care. <laughs> I, I, we don't know. Like, but it's some people said they've really appreciated that. Cause I was like, you can enjoy this video as an audio experience if you're concerned. And I'm just wondering because the one thing that I think new world has that 14 has yet to implement. And I would love to see 14 do this, but they've got the Twitch drops and we know we've seen the data Twitch drops drive a lot of, of lurking viewers over to Twitch. Like they do. 14 on a tell you when day. to lurk yes but there is a yeah risk that like you come back at the wrong day and there's nothing exciting going on you're like yeah i knew this game didn't have anything else going on so like they also funnel people into when the game believes it's its best moment as yes. opposed to like 14 if you show up mid patch and you ask insert random twitch.tv slash anybody like you run the risk of somebody going, yeah, there's not really anything going on right now because you don't see that that person did a hundred hours of content in the last week right. or two. Yeah. And, and so you don't see that and you're like, oh, oh, so I guess this game's kind of in a lull, but it's not in a lull. You're just like, you missed the update. Mm -hmm. So they funnel. Yeah. And so what, what I'm, what I'm saying, like it'd be interesting to see is that does that help then? Cause like when 14 has an update numbers go down, like multiple content creators have talked about how, interesting that is it is the height the latest the most hyped excited piece of this and numbers go down where in new world like just a, a twitch drop alone pushes it up but with an msq with a story narrative with that aspect like do we see like that kind of culture being brought into another mmo personally i don't i don't know i'm just time will only tell but it's still this 
massive curiosity that that I have uh, regarding it because they're delivering the thing that I said that this game clearly needs, even if you just wanted to spend your 40 bucks, right? Like if you just wanted a an RPG experience, it sounds like that's actually what they're building. And right now it's going to be chaptered one to 25, you know, for your levels. We'll see the next half, I'm, I'm assuming at some point soon. And then all of a sudden you have like, hey, you paid 40 bucks. If you don't really want an MMO, no big deal. Just play through the story and we'll see you maybe in the next chaptered expansion. What do you think? So what it makes me ask is they've already sold a lot of copies. Oh, yeah. Right? And so they are rebuilding a new player experience that is primarily focused on players who bought it and feel slighted because they bought it and they're like, ugh. <laughs> and they're going to come back. And so they're going to effectively be new players with an old purchase. Yes. Which means for those players, they're not getting paid. Mm -hmm, for the veteran players, it's not really for them. And so they're not getting paid. So the only group that really pays for this new player experience are new players that have not pulled the trigger on the purchase. Correct. What is the monetization features that what is the roadmap that kind of just justifies this expense from Amazon? Because traditionally in another MMO, they would say, hey, and the new player experience is being rolled out with new worlds, new expansion, new world, even newer world or something like that. And we would all have to put down another $40 anyway. Mm -hmm. And then there would be something for the new players. And maybe the original new world would be bundled in for eight bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's what we were kind of feeling we would see an announcement for at the one year. And it has to get paid for, right? Those voice well, actors, you're saying it's incredible voice actors. They were probably it's, compensated. It's cool. Of course, like it's getting, <laughs> it's getting paid for out of Amazon, especially AGS's, uh, key principle, which I don't hear a lot of content creators talk about, but AGS is a part of their, their core principles is what's called a, uh, an obsession with customer satisfaction, right? And so being that you had dissatisfied customers, this is them saying, hey, we, we missed the ball on X, Y, and Z. We're gonna go make it right. But in terms of getting paid for, I think that builds up that goodwill, being that we know that they're already working on other MMOs and other games, that it's that, that's one of the things like, I was like, I can't discount this game because if they shutter this, right? Than anything else they come out with, especially as a service, you know, game as service, like it's an absolute no. Let me, I, you have already proven to me that you are unwilling to do the hard this work. This isn't and their first game. No, this isn't their first game. <laughs> but it's like the, uh, but it, regardless of that, like they've shuttered games before they were like, they're like, this isn't coming together. Let's, right, you know, right. people are like, oh, but that's where it's like also don't announce it until you're ready. Like right. gamers will be like, oh, that's, that's, we'll talk about that in the Ashes of Creation section right now after this, because it's like, okay, there's, there's, there's risk here, right? Because gamers set up expectations and they feel like something things are promises when in reality, it's like, this isn't actually good. Like it's better for them to sit here and say, nope, this is not what we wanted it to be. So I think essentially whether they do the paid expansion model or the No Man's Sky model, that's what all of us are itching to understand. And so they said in October, like for October, we're going to get a new roadmap for New World. I think that's, I would, I think they probably wanted to deliver that on the one year anniversary. Let's talk about the next year. But I hope that if they go the No Man's Sky model, let's say they don't go the paid expansion model, but the No Man's Sky model, that we do see, uh, at, even if they have to get ethereal with it, like, okay, here's year two. Okay, here's the four seasons of year two. Here's the content that we know we can deliver to you in year two. But here's our thought for year three. Here's some thoughts for year four. And then after that, we're still kind of like putting it all together. Because they say they have a 10-year plan, but gamers have, have 
they 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 get frustrated at that that term, right? Like, don't tell me you have a ten year plan. Show me you have a ten year plan. The only way to do that is with time, you know. And but they are doing the work now that sets up whatever their next game is. It sets up if especially if they publish Throne of Liberty. It sets up if they pick a Blue Protocol. It sets up like if they are all of a sudden just kind of collecting in these these service based games, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, like you want to, you definitely want to be a part of this because they have this whole ecosystem that's connected. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're going about it the right way. You know, it's easy for us with 14 to accept a 10 year plan coming off of 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is sometimes games like new world, make the mistake of seeing that announcement and going, we can do one of those. Right. Um, not remembering like, no, 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 we're still in kind of our first or second date with new world. Mm -hmm. And if you say, you know, 10 years from now, us and our kids are going to take vacation together. That's weird. Uh, like get out. So I, I think it makes a lot more sense with somebody that we've had like a history with to say like, Hey, I was thinking we could make some long-term investments together. That makes sense. Um, and, and because with that, Yoshi said like, there's also some things that happen in that second 10 years where Yoshi's like, it's time to redo some graphics. That doesn't happen in your first year. Right. So like he doesn't, he, he not only had a second 10 year plan, but he needed one because he's going to be asking us for patience when we have like partially updated textures. There's no reason for that. New World doesn't need that slack in the line because they're still working on the same engine that they started on. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think they're doing it right. Just consistent, constant content. Yeah. Because it started as this is a great game and then became, okay, I played 6,000 hours in the first four days. I think I'm going to go play something else. And people are like, yeah, I told you it didn't have enough content. It's like, well, of course it didn't have enough to keep up with crazy new player f fanatic awesomeness. Yeah. Like we, no, we no game does. Games. No game That's does. what we do. That's what we do as gamers. We over imbibe these games and they can't keep up. Um, so then it dropped off and people said dead game. Well, at first it was like dead game, dead game, dead game. And there was no way to defend it. So even people who liked it were like, yeah, I guess I see how you can feel that way. And now it's like, there's enough ammo in the chamber to keep saying like well actually they updated this yeah but that's like one thing and they updated this okay but that's like two things and they updated this okay maybe it's and so like it's it started to just kind of quiet down those mm -hmm. when i see in just random chats isn't new world a dead game i see mm -hmm. people who go what? i don't really play it anymore but i think they have updates like every two months and then that i just see that 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 feed just kind of yeah. dies down like it just puts that whole thing to bed we talked about it recently just in terms of numbers and they have consistently grown week over week adding in servers and essentially the chant that i hear from a lot of people is new and uh, fresh start servers when fresh start servers when and they have to the one thing that the devs have did miss is like they they didn't give anybody something to sit here and say and one of the things that as a content creator and now is who's considered an authority within the new world space is that I need information because I cannot answer these questions. And these are the three questions that people have. They need to get that, that answer because what people want. And one guy gave me such grief. He's like, who takes vacation for a video game? It's like a lot of people do, whether it ends up working out or not, that's, that's their choice, right? Like same people, some people take time off to go see a movie at, at when it launches. Like he's like, I don't, I was like, only I'm glad that take yeah. one or two days at a time. Yeah. And so depending on where you live, like my brother lives in Lubbock, Texas, he has to connect through Dallas. So like going anywhere is mm -hmm. a huge ordeal because yeah. it's all this extra travel time. And so taking a vacation for something like a Warhammer tournament locally or a video game launch or a movie release is a more rewarding experience for him 
because actually going places is hard and expensive. Yeah. And so like, I think, I think a lot of people actually end up taking vacation off for things that, cause it's basically a staycation with an event. So it's yeah. not that like, oh, I took vacation, you know, I saved my vacation at my job and my entire life revolves around my, I, like I've been sitting on my vacation waiting for a video game update. It's, I've been looking for some time off work. There's an update in October. October's a good time to take a Friday. That sounds really great. That's yeah. that's at least in my life, people who take vacation for video games or Warhammer tournaments and stuff like that. It's not that like if you meet them, you're like, dude, I had the greatest cup of coffee this morning. They're like, really? Can I tell you about Warhammer? Like, it's not like they like they just they're constantly talking about it. Yeah. It's that it's a good excuse to get some time off work and and do something enjoyable. Yeah, I agreed. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I, you know, I'm looking forward to is, is having kind of these answers and, and hopefully October is that month. Historically, when we look at the pattern with new world right now is that the, their dev update before the patch goes live is usually focusing in on what we're actually about to see. Just like, we're going to see this Friday. Like, what are we about to see? We're not going to be looking too far out in the future. And then after the patch is out, then they usually start focusing in on the future itself. And so October should be pretty strong. Um, but all in all, like it, it, it does lead into some uh, interesting more discussions. And I saw, uh, yeah, I saw code, uh, talking about like any big news and yeah, like we're talking about new world and next up, we're actually going to be covering, uh, the, uh, the latest in terms of ashes of creation. Uh, they showed off some combat, some awesome things going on there. Chris, you got any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up this segment? No, no, I'm, I'm excited to see, people talking about like actual gameplay and debating whether or not they like actual systems. So like mm -hmm. ashes of creation has been something that like I've seen people taking really seriously. And so my response has tended to be to make light of it because, um, oh, people take it seriously. when somebody tells me a game like that hasn't come out is already better than games that have released multiple expansions. I just, I'm like, come on, guys! Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Gosh, it's just like, you just kind of want to say it's way harder to world. release like, actual content. I didn't know they let like three year olds online. You know, like, are you new to the internet? Like, is this so, your first rodeo? Like, God, I just I find it <laughs> funny. And then when from? they and then when they tell me it's going to solve all these problems that like seventy million studios have not been able to solve, and they're like they've already fixed it, but they haven't done anything yet. Um, I'm like, really? Have they also fixed, like, I've got a hose linking back in my garden. Have they fixed that? Because that seems to be something that we keep replacing the hose and it keeps leaking. Maybe they could, like, if they're so magical. Uh, and so it's just turned into this, like, kind of meme here. Yeah. But I'm excited to talk about, like, actual systems yeah. and, like, actual opinions on Ashes of Creation. It's going to be great. Uh, if you guys have not seen, I covered the dev update over on Ginger Prime. Gave my thoughts on it. I'm curious about Chris's thoughts. So that's what we're going to be talking about right now welcome in everyone and be sure to hit that like button subscribe for more mmorpg content discussions and more this is brian and chris for work to game and we finally saw some really cool combat but i've seen also online the reaction to this combat going in two different directions and interestingly enough and this is i guess part part of the fun of mmorpg culture like already like there are teams forming like i've seen online team new world and team ashes and the the reactions to for myself like are one of two things like the the, the nerd in me is just like hee, 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 this is so funny like oh my gosh <laughs> and then like the adult and the dad in me is like all right okay um well <laughs> we still have years before ashes comes out guys like what are we doing here like we've already circled the wagons um chris have you had a chance to watch the uh the combat update for the longbow and the shortbow so you told me to watch it last night and my wife and I were um, 
doing all the things, the deferred maintenance around the house. We were, you know, catching up on laundry and we got our dog back and all that. And so like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I didn't know it was an hour and a half. <laughs> Uh, so no, I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah, you just need uh, to have, have some of it. Yeah, I I skimmed through some of it, and uh, and I showed it on stream earlier when you were talking about it, kind of just a little bit, um, kind of let it play so that people can at least like visually see. So I'll kind of drag it over on the Twitch side right now. The Twitch side is the much less official. If you wanted, if you wonder why the the YouTube videos end up a lot prettier than the Twitch side, where I just have like random Charlian music in the background, and there's like you know, things being dragged on the screen. That's because these are two different streams from two different places. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I personally, um, this is some of the first content, not the, the first content, but it's some of the first time that like I've taken more than a passing glance at Ash's coverage. They have been communicating, but the communication has been so far in the future that I just had trouble really listening intently um outside of individual sound bites where they're like we're gonna have a smooth mmo launch I'm like, why would you say that uh and so i i really liked a lot of this it's ballsy for sure like i'm like all right i hope so i liked a lot of this and and not because i think this is the best combat system i don't really care uh because ultimately you know like destiny looter shooters you talked about earlier like there's not that many looter shooters in this space it wouldn't matter if there were destiny. You don't know how good it is until you pick it up. And mm -hmm. something yeah. about destiny just feels good. So like watching this doesn't tell me if it's going to feel good. Exactly. So there's something about new world that just feels good. Uh, and like, wow. And 14 effectively on paper have the same combat system. Very, very similar. There's some different, Oh, the global cooldown is different. There's off globals. Like there's some differences, but mm -hmm compared to every other video game in existence, they are basically the same thing and they feel different. So like, I'm really not that worried about a lot of people that are like up in arms about this isn't what I expected. Um, I'm mostly just excited that they're ready to start committing to things that they're, we're getting to that point where like they're running out of time to go like, and it's still a work in progress. And this is like, it, it still says work in progress, but like this feels like, okay, we could, some of this is going to stay. That's uh, you bring up the the point about how it feels, and that's the combat. Like, and that's when with any game coverage, video game coverage, I'm always like, it's one thing to see it; it's how does it feel to play. And some of the things they they highlighted, like the things that immediately stand out to me, is wow, this game is breathtaking. Like in terms of what they are showing within this little uh, vertical slice of the game itself, uh, running around. I like how they put slats into the hood for like an elf to have ears. Uh, poking out i really appreciated the, that finer detail um i love the anime models but more than anything else i liked how the trees and the grass and, and the rocks like everything just felt so like natural like it had this sense of like wow this this is a place that i feel like i could get easily lost in in terms of my own imagination and be absorbed by um and then essentially they showed off the combat and i love the movement obviously the kind of the vaulting uh and laying down you know like suppressive fire and then ending up on the other side of the, the target, I was like, that was cool. Like, that is something really interesting. The question ends up being is like, does that actually have like real implications of gameplay and strategy that's involved? And that's all going to come down to encounter design and more. Now, my disappointments, like when I was watching this, my disappointments came in and the feedback that I'm, I'm providing is that I felt like enemies died too quickly. 
Uh, and obviously he's, you know, uh, wasn't unable to be killed in this regard, but it's like, I kind of was like hoping for a little bit more incentive to like team up with other people out in the open world. And these aren't champions. These aren't like high end, you know, enemies. And maybe there'll be zones that have that or like pocket zones within the areas like, oh, that is set up for people who want to play this in, in, in a multiplayer way. This is set up for a single player way. And then essentially, obviously the combat between tab targeting and action or action camera. And in when I heard that it's a tab target and action game, I was like, okay, that's gonna be interesting, but it's not. Like what it is is a Guild Wars 2 setup, right? Because like they were doing headshots, but those headshots aren't skill-based. They're just, okay, you hit the you hit the target uh, with that. And I think that's where all of us started to see some of the, the rift and the frustration within the community going, oh, it's just a tab targeting MMO. It's like, well, yes and no. Like I think I'm excited to see the Guild Wars 2 style come into play with the combat. But if I was looking for an action combat MMORPG, then Ashes is not that. What do you think? Yeah. So with the enemy life was your kind of first big point there. Yeah. I think that is going to be something that's just textural. Um, Diablo, one enemy is just not dangerous yeah. 99% of the time. But the world feels dangerous in those higher torment or hell or whatever they want to call it levels because there gets to be so many of them or because something about it. Um, World of Warcraft classic way back in the day, there were not that many enemies out in the world, but on classes like warrior where like you just ran out of resources and there was a respawn and you were busy eating, like the world could feel dangerous. And so mm. there are other elements like with how dangerous the world feels. That's what happens when it all gets put together. Um, I do wish that worlds, had more engaging open world content as a primarily Final Fantasy 14 player. The open world just doesn't feel dangerous. Right. Uh, and the only places it ever really has has been these spas, just Zadnor, like exploratory zones. And we end up going in there in groups of like six billion. And so then it's not dangerous anymore. It's still well, me AFKing in Eureka. I want to so, like, jump in on just that thought though. It's like that is in and of itself is variability to content. That's what it's like. One of the things I like about that aspect is yes, 70 billion of us could show up or it could just be the two of us and you never know. Like, it's not like, Hey, it's always 70 billion or it's always just two. It always is fluctuating. And that's one of the things that I've really come to appreciate about, you know, the competitor in this case. So as people are kind of phrasing it in the, in, with the new world is like in new world, sometimes there's a bunch of us just tearing things apart. And sometimes it's just me and maybe three other people. And we have, it completely changes our approach, right? It completely redesigns that. And I think that's something that I feel has been missing in, in the landscape of MMOs that Zadnor and Basha do as well, because stepping in there, maybe I'm running with 70 billion people, or maybe it's just four or five of us. And that change that, that means that the same encounter is always different, you know, because maybe you have enough people or maybe you actually don't and you have to change it up. And then in ba Bojor and Zadnor, uh, they literally give you that option. So you can equip a couple of different skills. Hey, we don't have a tank. Okay, how do we change this? Up? And I, for me, I just wanted to jump in on that. I'll let you finish your thought because for me, I actually like that. I'm an I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I, I think I think sectioning it off so that people get to choose when it is is a approach. You could also have it be random. Um, wow, over the years, wow, Dragonflight just got confirmed for eleven twenty eight, which was actually what my spreadsheet predicted. Um, and you're was good, the dude. Date. Uh, but, uh, oh, I get it wrong sometimes too. We just don't highlight those as readily. Uh, and, and so, um, and so the, I, I think that it's, 
it's exciting to see kind of the rare mob type mentality these big moments you're like oh god i gotta avoid that new world does that with like you'll come across a bear mm -hmm. uh in 14 the hunt mobs don't really feel like that it doesn't feel like i was questing in a zone and a rare hunt mob came walking through and i had to change which order i did quests in to avoid them um there's not these big patrolling monstrosities that are gonna just tear people up uh, as a matter of fact, hunt mobs are kind of agreed to like, oh, we wait and we kill them as a group. So there's this like etiquette that takes even the remote chance of danger completely out of it. Uh, and so like, I like the idea that there's something dangerous. I don't care if it's sectioned off, um, like the World of Warcraft tour bass zone or something like that, or like Bosch's Adnor in 14. I don't care if it's mixed in. Um, which is how like Diablo does things. It's how like, wow, rare mobs have worked back in various expansions when rare mobs are dangerous. They're not always dangerous. Um, so once again, like, you know, as we start to talk about this coverage, like this is just me shifting from kind of laughing at how seriously this game's getting taken seriously to me just listening. I don't honest, I'm not honestly concerned because once again, like until we play it, A, like we don't know he's in god mode so we don't know right and b it doesn't really matter until it's all put together mm -hmm. right like if you have yeah. to go kill 20 things a day to progress some in town faction and those 20 kills are boring experiences that's a problem yeah but if you but if it's really fun to kill things and you never get told to kill them that's also a problem uh, because then you're like, because then you're at a bind because you're like, well, I'm doing the things I'm supposed to do, but then I'm never getting to do the killing, which I'm really enjoying the combat system. So it's all about how it all fits together in an MMO. Um, it does seem to have a lot of New World and Guild Wars in it as mm -hmm. I watch it. Um, and so your second point was about this like action combat. If there are two systems and it does not force you to toggle between them, if it is truly something where you can achieve the same outcome with either, people are going to shift to whichever one's easier. Mm -hmm. They yeah. might do their own thing when they're off, like being goofy. Right. Um, but when you, the moment that crap hits the fan and you're in hard content, people are going to shift as a general majority to whichever method makes it easier. Yeah. Um, because that's going to get you your clear. That's going to get you your loot. So I appreciate when people offer multiple control schemes. I think that's cool. Um, as somebody that tends to shift towards within the casual players tends to shift towards the more optimal gameplay. It won't affect me. I don't play with the action combat camera in Guild Wars because the moment I did it, I was like, this just makes everything harder for no reward. So I just don't do it. Um, so as a game that hasn't come out, my first thought is that that's feature bloat and like you, you have to add something worth chasing, but like for a game that hasn't come out, I, I wouldn't want somebody going, yeah, they should add a third combat system and a fourth combat. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. Let's well, just get the game out. Get the game out. Absolutely. I, I still, there's going to be those that are, that were wanting and that's just coming down to the expectations. Like I've seen people were like, I was all about this. And then what do you mean? It's tab targeting. And it's like, okay. Like <laughs> they, they've been communicating that. Like, they have been communicating that. And then if you're not wanting that kind of game, you know, like, honestly, it's going to come down to the feel of it. Like, the, in terms of the skills and the mobility and how they set it up, it, it could feel like the evolution of tab targeting where we haven't really seen that all that much in a while. And, yeah, I'm going to, I like, I want this game to be a success based off of just a paper alone. And I think that's going to be really Good. interesting. But your point, too, when they were, when they switched over to action combat and there was no incentive of, skill in terms of that like it it does give you choice which i'm all for 
but as soon like when you brought up the when as soon as it hits the fan if it's like you're actually hurting the team because you're in action mode or you're hurting the team because you're in tab targeting mode or like, yourself right you're out yeah. doing your solo content and it's just taking you longer yeah 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 the um, so, but it's uh man i i cannot wait to see more of it and I, as we build into it, one of the things that I, I get a lot of flack for is like, I've been saying like, this feels like a 2025 game. And if it comes sooner then I'm going to be thrilled. But it's like when people are like, oh, yeah, it's like alpha two isn't even this year, guys, like alpha two is next year. If they get into a beta next year as well, maybe we're talking 2024 at that point, but I don't want them to rush it. Like if they're no. you know, like, it's like, no, you don't no, want no. a 2025 game releasing in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's. That's how Anthem happens. Yeah. It was a great idea with a passionate team and it just wasn't there. It wasn't a lack of people caring. It wasn't a lack of excitement. It wasn't that the community wasn't excited about it. Yeah. It wasn't that the devs weren't excited to work on it. It just wasn't ready and it ran out of money and it released and, and, and that's how that happens. So like, if it's not going to be ready till 2025, don't release it till 2025. Uh, now that's easy for us to say, we're not the ones balancing the budget. Right. This has to get paid for. And like people can argue like, oh, well, they're not aligned with like a big publisher. Okay. All that does is remove one of the options of how they got their money. Like it doesn't mean that the money's not necessary. <laughs> Those devs are still getting paid. Um, so, you know, I am interested to see kind of how much content they can put in on launch, what that launch time frame is, uh, and how the other combat systems bake in because they, they showed up a lot of this ranged combat, but like how is that going to feel when I compare that to other forms of combat? Like, how is that going to feel when we start to put gear in the mix, when we start to put, you know, variety, variety of the combat system, whether that's done through, depending on the game, whether mm -hmm. that's done through skill builds, whether that's done through gear builds, it doesn't really matter. As I start to have a different experience than you, does something like an action combat system put further friction where it's like, dude, your build tears them up. And so, yeah, you can play action combat, but like I am struggling over here yeah. um, because game balance is something like 14 just went through kind of one of its rougher bouts of game balance. And it, compared to MMOs as a genre, it's not that bad. Um, but compared to 14, historically it is. And it's hard to swallow that. So um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was awesome to see this much communication. I know mm -hmm. they've been yeah. communicating a lot with their community uh which i think I'm, is great i'm liking the monthly updates as well i'm starting to get kind of spoiled on it and that's one of the things that <laughs> well not just with ashes but even with newer like when it comes down to it like 14 really kind of set a tone and it's cool to see what yoshi p has established within the genre trickling out into other 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 games other mmos and the one thing that we haven't heard from for a long time is blue protocol and you know, like we haven't heard nothing about that game in a while, but like outside of like little little hints and, and pieces. And I do think that if they are going to do anything along with Ashes and and uh, and, and, Riot. and Riot, like it's like, OK, guys, make sure you have all your ducks in a row. You're going to communicate with your community at least once a month. Like having that having that video form, I think is very, very uh, pivotal critical and the fact is they also had it and they had a video pre-recorded like it doesn't mean that you can't have a pre-recorded uh, aspect of it for presentation purposes people like that but yeah like literally be able to bounce between uh those as well so all in all like i'm it, i'm i'm amused by some of the, the frustration and and the infighting because my 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 counter to anybody was like new world sucks it's like i can play it right now like i don't you don't have to like the game but 
I could play this while I wait for that. Like there's no, there's no great sin in, oh my gosh, how dare you play this MMO that's out that people are enjoying um, while you wait for this other MMO that people are excited about and hopefully people will enjoy, but. <laughs> I'm ready to start talking about it on occasion. We're getting to that point where I'm okay talking yeah. about it on occasion, but I will say like, I'm ready to talk about it the same way we talk about Riot. I'm ready to talk about it the same way we talk about Star Citizen. Uh, I'm ready to talk about it the same way we talk about Final, the next Final Fantasy game yeah. from UGP. I'm not ready to talk about it the way we talk about World of Warcraft on the 28th, Guild Wars 2's End of Dragons, constant wave of updates, Final Fantasy with upcoming patches always right around the corner. Because that's just not, it's not fair to either side. It's not fair to hold Ashes of Creation to the standard of actually releasing content that I can play today. And it's not fair to penalize those games who actually had to make final decisions and hit publish and be like, well, they said it's going to be great and you did something and it wasn't great. So that's not fair to them because it's it's way harder to do. Um, and so I just want to have respect for games, especially when there, people are starting to compare it to games that have like 10 years of content out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These people haven't hit publish the first time. That is just not fair in either direction. Yeah, I do hope MMO, uh, the community can kind of get beyond that aspect of like, of course, your new game didn't have 10 years or 20 years of content and history and expectation. It's like, yeah, they yeah. haven't made 10 years of mistakes yet. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Come on. Anyway, guys, uh, that's our Ashes uh, creation, uh, especially combat uh, talk. I'm more, I'm more for me personally looking forward to like, other forms of, of combat but it seems like now that they're ready to show that off they're building uh ever ever closer to alpha 2 i'll be uh hopefully playing the alpha 2 for you guys as well when that does drop so that way i can give you guys hands-on impressions so be sure to keep uh, an eye out on all the content channels that we run uh for that as well chris you got any final thoughts before we uh, uh take our uh, final break and then jump into our uh, topic about criterion uh just thank you ritz for two months of support over on twitch and uh, i'm excited to talk about criterion coming in final fantasy 14 of like ashes is like i think that's why i see so many people frustrated that was like all right <laughs> it was never gonna live up to that well that's, that's why you and i were yeah. joking like oh my gosh this is gonna like improve our our marriage and it's gonna fix the hole in my fence and mm -hmm. like it's gonna because like that's the only thing that could measure up to how hot the hype got like it just spiraled out of control where like i came in the room and i'm like what's this ashes of creation like oh it's only the greatest game to ever release and i was like oh is it out no no well, and then I don't know how to keep up with this. Yeah. Also, and then in terms of like MMOs, like, oh, yeah, New World. I don't know. It's like New World has just finished year one. You know, typically MMOs struggle two, three years uh, historically, like unless Ashes comes yeah, out. New World's not out of the they're not out of no, the they're, yet. They're, they're still in their their early like figuring it out phase. But then essentially with Ashes is like assuming Ashes doesn't have that problem. That's cool. It'd be a first because people are like, oh, yeah, but uh uh, you know, Lost Ark didn't have that problem. Oh yeah, Lost Ark struggled in Korea. Like it was like they shuttered so many servers, and but they got to work and they figured it out. And by the time that they released globally, imagine that you have all that all those problems right. figured out. You know, it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, so the lesson for MMO launches should be like launch on an island, <laughs> launch <laughs> and, regionally, right? Yeah, be yeah. a be a Australian only MMO or Australian something. Australian only MMO. Uh, that way figure you're, it out you're regional, and then figure go, it out, and then go wide. And then that way you've only burned everybody who tried the game in that region and didn't like it. You kept all the ones who did like it, but you've burned as few people as possible for the maximum amount of feedback. And then when you go live for everybody else, you've got a 99% chance of a positive first experience. 
Uh, Kai Spark says hype is a dangerous thing. Sometimes it may uh, be better to stay in the dark about games. No expectations make everything a surprise. What well, hype is this? It's kind of this communal high, because when you look at it, people you know look at hype of anything. Like hype for Endwalker was massive, and the drop off was massive, but nobody cares about that that drop off because it doesn't mean anything, right? Like so, it's like it's only when you don't have a track record that 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 hype and that drop off falls off because people are like oh they you know so and so this game lost this many players it's like did they Just have a drop off early what? like if right. you hit the drop off first and everybody else is still hyped you're the villain but then six days later somebody else hits the drop off and you're like oh wow they're about to be villainized and people are like i know right it's awful it's like dude what the hell i said the same thing like two minutes ago yeah um and so like you you want to be exactly in sync with the community as a whole, but I don't think any one person is. We're all having our own <laughs> unique experience. Yeah. Where we're all before or behind the train, but the train as a whole is what's setting the trend on like when it's okay to be excited, when it's mandatory to be excited, when it's okay to be upset, and when it's mandatory to be upset. Um, and like you just, you never align with all of those chapters. Right. Agreed. All right. Now let's uh, go into our final topic for today. We're going to be talking about. Uh, the new patch 6.25 live letter should be kicking off this Friday. If you guys want to join us live, if you guys are watching this as a highlight, be sure to like and comment what you're most excited about for uh, the uh, latest round of Criterion Dungeons. In fact, actually latest, it's the first round, first round of Criterion, which is going to be an interesting experience overall. We have been told that we're getting Criterion uh, 6.25. They're going to take off the three series because they're going to be re reworking the older dungeons getting those into the uh, the duty support system, the trust system as well. But then uh, the, the 0.4 and the 0.5 patch should also be getting their own iterations of the variant Criterion Dungeons as well. And this is something that I think the community has been asking for for a long time. So we thought it'd be great to sit down today, kind of talk about our expectations, predictions, our hopes uh, for this uh, upcoming live letter, which you can, you can join us both on Twitch and YouTube if you want to hang out with us for the show. Um, that's this Friday uh, is already scheduled. And if you guys want to uh, do that, that'd be awesome. But if not, we'll be summarizing it uh, for you all here as well. Chris, what are what is your takeaway? What are you looking forward to seeing? Is this a piece of content that is going to be on your must uh, playlist right away? Or are you going to get distracted by Relic, which we'll be talking about the Relic system in the next live show this Wednesday? What, what's, what say is you? So I, I think, first of all, this is long requested. Um, you can go back to various media tours and you can see us ask Yoshi P the question. You can see Mr. Happy ask the question. You can see Asmongold ask the question. You can see, you know, depending on the media tour and how far back you go, depending on the various interviewers from all the main press sites, um, this kind of challenging smaller group content has been requested multiple times. Yoshi P in his own words has said that it is not all regions are requesting it um, at equal rates. Uh, it's specifically been like the North American EU communities that have requested this most heavily. Um, but he is a global developer developing a global MMO. He's not, it's not a JRPG MMO. Like this is a global game for a global audience. And so at some point it made sense to put this in um, for all regions. And so we're here, uh, we're getting it. Mm -hmm. Now, as it's gotten closer, some things to, of note. First of all, this ended up being half patch content. And I think that's really important to note because some of the early concerns were like, how is this going to work within the power grind? Because they said the item level is going to be required. It is going to, it's not going to scale you. Like you're, you're going to want to be powerful going in. Releasing this as half patch content, I think is really exciting. Because the first thing I'd love to talk about is what do we get from this? Um, 
if it dropped Savage loot and dropped at the same time as Savage, there starts to be a real debate in our early week Savage Raiders, especially those non-world first clears, are, is it going to be asked of them to do it to get their clear, mm -hmm. um, especially if we run into something like a P8 moment where you need every bit of help you can get. Um, is that required? But by putting it two months in, people have been getting their clears. They've been doing it. People have been clearing the tier. Um, so with it being half patch content, do we get relevant? Where does the item level of loot drop if it drops item level loot? I think it's going to be savage tiered loot. Uh, they they say that, or if nothing else, they said that like savage would obviously uh, gear would help with the progression um, within this. And so, is this actually a tier up, a step up in difficulty from savage? Like ultimately, that the only way we'll know is when we feel it, right? Like the only way you'll know is like, oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna know. find out on Friday. Yeah, and, <laughs> but it's going to be a different kind of setup because like even even still, like uh, savage has been tiered around and balanced around eight eight men. This is gonna be four. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's like with that aspect, we have uh, limited revives and uh, for the criterion. And then you have like no revives. No revives or, savage. Right. So it's like they're like the difficulty uh, ends up being like, don't mess up, you know, as opposed to like, <laughs> as opposed to like, OK, yeah, we just got to retry that. And so it could be a little bit, a little bit flex, more flexible in terms of that, because now all of a sudden when it comes down to your casters, does that mean Black Mage literally has the uh, the be all end all? in savage as opposed to like something like a red mage or or do you have do you pick up more movement ability like we don't utility we don't shifts know. yeah utility is going to shift to damage output res is don't matter <laughs> so it's like ability um party-wide buffs are less effective than they are when they hit eight people mm -hmm. uh so like you know it, it, it all just shifts um so does class balance are there any classes that are close together? Is it enough to pass? It'd Obviously, you're not going to see like your top damage dealer and your bottom damage dealer who are exclusively damage classes. They're not going to swap. It'd be but, so wild if Machinist is like just dominating. You know, like it's like, oh, <laughs> don't take me for this content, but I'm over here, boys. Like, let's go. I think for that to happen, you would have to have like PvP actions where Machinist abilities just work differently in four-man content. I don't yeah. think they're going to do that. No, oh, no, no. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> what a troll uh, that would be. Though. What a troll that would be. Ah, jokes on you guys. Oh, you flamethrower one shots the room. What? Just because. Uh, just because. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I, I think um, the fact that it could drop savage loot is exciting. My follow-up question on loot is: then do we see it upgrade? Um, so, like deep dungeon, it's been this like really cool glamour with an item level. Let's say that item level is is literally just linked to Savage. And whenever a new Criterion Dungeon drops, it always just drops with whatever the Savage equivalent gear for that patch is. So we'll get another Criterion Dungeon in 6.4, assuming 6.45 specifically. That Let's assume that that is also Savage linked. And that would theoretically be the same item level as the 9 through 12. Then we're going to get another Criterion Dungeon with 6.5. What item level does that drop? I, I don't know. Um, and so like, I, I have questions about what they're going to do with loot. And then is the loot going to upgrade? Um, mm -hmm. is there going to be an upgrade component to it? And within that upgrade, is it going to do something like the exploratory zone armors where there is something about it that only takes effect when in criterion as a system, something like bonus spell speed or bonus to, I don't know res actions. I, I, I literally don't know. Is there something about that loot that's unique? And is that something you'd want? Uh, for me, anything that does level uh, upgrade and anything that gives me those ad additional skills. Yes. Like that's one of the, the arguments that I've continually made is like, I would love nothing more. Like I, 
we're not going to have them redesign the whole game uh, around gear and perks and things like that. Um, we're not going to be bringing in sub jobs, etc. in terms of that. However, the Lost Actions does give a little bit of that 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 flavor. Gear could do that. But just like with Bosha's Adnor, uh, we saw gear that benefited, had perks just for the content, right? And so I would love to see some systems along those lines. Honestly, the thing that would really just have me so excited is that they have, all of a sudden they said, hey, all these different relics that we've had in the game, like you can use those and bring them in here and each one has a different perk that you can then choose to go and do. Again, this is optional content, not required. Brian's got that blank check. Dude, yeah, I know. I spend spend so much invisible money, like, for game design. But imagine, like, all of a sudden your ARR relic gave you a perk and it changed the way that you could approach that from a solo or, you know, like, because it, especially on the variability, it has, like, the ability for you to solo uh, challenge it as well. So, like, when when it all comes to fruition, like I would love to see some of the some of this content become a playground of ideas to see what exactly resonates and doesn't. And being that it's optional, not required, you would never have this pressure to go on. Hey, I got to go grind out this this you know this heavensward relic uh, so that I can do this content so that I can then go do this other content. Like that's the system isn't stacked up like that, and because of that, it gives you that level of flexibility. But it would be really cool to see, especially if you all of a sudden you're like, oh the relics are now more than just glamour, you know, like that's where, that's where they go. And that's what we'll talk about uh, in our show tomorrow uh, or Friday, Wednesday, like about the relic system. So it's like, yeah, like I think that would be, so that, that would be my, you know, spending uh, Square Enix's money, you know, willy nilly, uh, spare no expense. We gave Brian the checkbook and uh, <laughs> so he just so many, kept putting zeros on there. Some zeros, baby. Um, but uh, I think essentially with lost actions, I think that's going to make, up for that and that's going to be interesting to see because does that then uh you know allow for more flexibility in terms of your composition i already see chat sounding off on like what comps do they think are going to be most valuable well being that anybody can raise a normal criterion and you have no raises in uh in savage version of it it's like that in my mind is like how are we going to address the comp of that imagine sitting here being looked at and saying you're a red a red mage we don't need you because we cannot use the, the the thing that you bring, which is that instant res, you know, are you able to, to augment that with, you know, something else as a lost action? I, that's what I'm hoping for that we see on Friday. They balanced healers in PvP w- without, you know, necessarily shifting, like, they didn't have to lead them as healers. So, like, they could move to a system. I don't think they will. I think I don't think they want to have yet another set of balance they have to keep track of. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll function the way that general PvE does. Um so gearing is the logical way to have minor adjustments that are mode specific. Uh, and they, they have said, you're going to want the Savage gear going in. So I do wonder if there's like, is it fully clearable without Savage loot equipped? Uh, and like you and I aren't sitting in, in BIS uh, anymore. So like we were in, we were in pre-Savage BIS, but you and I are, are, are missing a lot of Savage loot. So there is a real question to like, are you and I even going to be able to handle the highest difficulty? And if not, um, are you going to be able to kind of get maybe easy to get tome gear replacement from variant and then criterion will allow you and I to start getting savage loot. And then if that's the case, what does criterion savage drop? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so like maybe that gives access to another source of the weapon. So there's, there's just a lot of like minor detail questions, but I assume it's going to drop it just from the phrasing that Yoshi's used. Um, I assume it's going to drop savage equivalent gear, uh, and that it is meant to be, and that it is meant to be attempted with some savage gear already equipped. Uh, 
So it sounds kind of like the relationship between Mythic Plus and Raiding in WoW, where they, they benefit each other, except mm -hmm. less of the mandatory because they're separated by two months. Yeah. Uh, so do you think we're going to see like a, a world first mentality in terms of uh, racing within uh, the game as this content gets added? I mean, Svia talked for like an hour on stream the other day about the spreadsheets he has for island sanctuary so yes uh <laughs> so yes uh i i think that that's absolutely the case um that that people are going to want to push this down just like they do with deep dungeon uh the you know and they're going to want guides or, or whatever and with the different variables like are there different bosses are there different like how variable is it because they've been they've kind of given us some loose phrases and i think people were reading those we're all reading the same words off the screen but we're all getting a different meaning out of them yeah so once we get in there like how much variable variability is there um especially in those versions where the path is fixed because in the higher difficulties it seemed like the path was fixed as opposed to variant was really like choose your own adventure uh, is what it sounded like. So yeah. I, I don't know, you know, are we getting just three bosses? And then once you beat those three bosses once on Savage, that's kind of it. And we don't get this, we don't hear from them again on this content until six, four, five. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. How cool would it be? And just this is speculation, guys, is that, you know, we talk about variant having different pathways, criterion having fixed, and then obviously Savage is being fixed. How cool would it be if they ended up saying like, okay, yeah, all variant has all these options. And then each week or whatever, this is the pathway for Criterion. And the next week it's a different oh, yeah, pathway. Yeah. So it's, a, all, it's a static weekly path. It's a static weekly path. So that essentially like you can challenge the content and then yeah, boom, 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 boom. Like Unreal's. Well, yeah, exactly like Unreal's. But also like imagine that weekly like, oh, cool. This is going to be great to challenge it. And, you know, that would be something neat because no matter what, if there is like a variant, the ability to have changes gives you that level of flexibility that is a little bit different. One of the problems that we have with dungeons is that they're just the set path. And yes, they're bringing that system and evolving into a set path. But I'm like, man, how neat would it be to be like, hey, you know, this week's path A, this week's path B, next week's path C, repeat, you know, like. So just Mythic the, Plus kind of does that with their modifiers. Um, mm -hmm. The modifiers rotate and then your keys determine which dungeon you get. So there is that like, you're being told what to do mm -hmm. so the, in that aspect it's static but if you're always doing what you're told you're having different experiences yeah uh and i think new world you your guys are having that too right i don't know what you call your modifiers but you're you're having um, that different yeah mutators mutators mm -hmm. you're having these different kind of swaps to the dungeon um so they could do something like that i, I think unreal sounded like it was going to be more variable than it has been it's turned out like each patch we get one boss and then once that boss goes away it doesn't come back uh and originally when it was presented it sounded like it was going to be this like rotating and there's there might be two and once we get enough of them we're going to start mixing them back in and like that hasn't turned out to be the case and we didn't get one with an expansion launch because they're like hey that's already too much on our plate so like it'll be interesting to see what this is I think that gets answered when we're looking at like 645 or 655. I don't think anything about the way the first one works is going to tell us what this looks like in 7.0, 8.0 and beyond. Um, that's something that it's going to probably kind of grow into and we'll get used to whatever this normally is. Um, but that starts to beg the other question I have about longevity. Uh, Deep Dungeon on launch was something that people took a lot of interest in at every level and as it aged, the primary vocal interests that I hear are people that are taking it extremely hardcore, trying to do solo clears or, or first time full clears or, or something like that. 
or people that are using it as a leveling method. Mm -hmm. um, so there's kind of like these two primary methods that sum up the majority of what I hear people using Deep Dungeon for once it becomes old. Yeah. What does this look like when it's old, right? When that item level doesn't really matter anymore if the item level is part of the initial draw. Achievements, mounts, uh, you know, they have already uh, certain kind of rewards. Uh, my hope is, is that there is that future kind of planning baked into this kind of system, right? Because that I think gives the game its longest, you know, uh, and, and strongest uh, outlook, right? Because like, right, we've got hundreds, you know, almost a hundred dungeons, if not already. And then it's like, okay, well, what are those being used for? And I love it when I see a dungeon I haven't run in like two years, right? Because it's like, oh man, I remember this, this was fun. And then now it's like, I wish we had that. Cause it's like those, the, the current ones just, they just kind of, you, you play and you move on. And so with it, like, I do hope that we see like come point four, point five, that like all of a sudden as a series, maybe there's things that you can do and things that you can challenge and things that you can, you know, provide that variability. Maybe we'll see, like we see with the deep dungeon system of like, oh, can you clear this with, you know, these certain things, these certain conditions, something you've always said, like imagine being able to put your own modifiers on yourself and be like, okay, I'm going to challenge it this way. And just having that variability, I think is going to add a lot of flavor. Not that it's going to be the most popular content all, always running. Not that it's the most popular content always running, but it literally will be the like content that people want to play. You know, it's like, so it's like, hey, yeah, you know, there's definitely a community that's into this, you know. I, As long as, like, ideally in my mind, we would start setting things up to have an Unreal version. Yeah. We would build them as Unreal ready. Because I think when they're doing Unreals, they're having to go back and make all these adjustments. And so if you think of those as like sliders in your settings, mm -hmm. hopefully they're setting all those sliders up now so that we have the ability to bring back um, previous criterions over and over and over. And so ideally it's like, hey, we don't know what the combat system changes are going to look like in 725 or in 825. Mm -hmm. But it would be nice if Sildene Subterrain could be kind of brought up to speed. Um, and so ideally they, they've kind of baked a lot of those adjustments in from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, because reworking the old ARR dungeons and stuff has sounded like a huge task that they've undertaken. Yeah. Uh, oh, and hopefully yeah. this is like, yeah. And we thought it would be fun to re-release Sildene Subterrain because we're doing something else with Belladia in 8.0, whatever. And so like, it's like, cool. And there's lore tie-in. And so we're going to bring this back and there's going to be some even more new mounts or whatever. It would be really neat to see that happen because that's what allows them to keep patches really beefy without overworking devs. Is mm -hmm. they're like, oh, and I got to, here's what we worked on. But then I also got to throw all these other things on top because those are relatively easy on our end. Exactly. Um, I hope that's I hope that's the case. Um, I will tell you, dungeons like old dungeons. As somebody that's going through story for my my first time, I'm I'm done with all of Heavensward main story. But as I've been going through all these optional dungeons, the sixty dungeons. I also have the same thing at the fifty dungeons. I'm sure I'm sure I'll have the same thing at the seventy dungeons. Mm -hmm. I never do my 50, 60, 70 roulette. I right. never do that one. And so a lot of these dungeons, I'm hitting them for my first time understanding the lore, but it feels like I'm also getting a new dungeon. Because I, mm -hmm. in many times, I haven't seen that dungeon in probably in three or more years. In years. Like, we're not and talking so, like, like, oh, like, I ran it two weeks ago. No, no, no. Like, I was like, oh, years. my gosh. what? And then you're like, oh, trying to remember mechanics. And in some of these, like, reworks, like, I'm like, I don't even know the new mechanics here. This is exciting. Awesome. We literally did the Snowcloak as a, as a community game night. We were running that. 
and we got in the snow cloak and we got and we we're like wait a minute how's this wait what <laughs> all right this is different like trying to re know it and remember it and it's like it's conflicting with what i remember it to be and you know so that was actually really exciting and thrilling and like I, I get the idea, like you want to have something that people, you know, it's comfy, you know, like we have comfy content and it's, but at sure. the same time, like difference and change in and of itself is something that keeps you going back to the well. If it's, if it's just for comfy content's sake, like we have so much content, we just let hit the floor and then we just like, well, I guess we'll see you whenever it gets RNG'd into whatever. And maybe in 7.0 it's just a hypothetical. I'm going to write one of the Brian blank checks. Now, what if every dungeon that releases has a criterion version and that starts to set the trend. And now the new yes. media tour question is when are you going to give old dungeons criterion versions? Right. And that'd and be cool. So that'd be really cool. You just start going back and picking really iconic dungeons, or maybe they only do it with all the optional dungeons because they don't get as much <laughs> love. Aramvale um, <laughs> criterion savage. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to get your, you got to keep your stacks of fruit up the whole time. Uh, so like you could do weird stuff. And so like, I'm really excited for what this system opens up as possibilities. We'll find out Friday during the live letter. Uh, I believe that Friday's live letter confirms the patch date to be the 18th of October, which is um, now the confirmation date of the new world, world update. So, um, I'm either, it's either going to, and I actually am starting a new job. So <laughs> like I'm going to be up early and, uh, and have to do some final fantasy and then I'll have to play some new world that night. Cause I'll be at work. So woo, what a day. <laughs> going to be nuts. The, gonna um, be a big day. yeah, going to be a big day. Uh, a couple questions from chat and then we can wrap up the show itself. Agent, uh, snake says, do you guys uh, want comment changes in 14 and what would you want? So I never want a total overhaul of the system because 14, in my opinions, that sounds really fun in the short term. But as we start to look at some of the chronic pains that WoW is having trouble solving, each expansion, they say they're going to try to solve it. And they're having trouble solving it mm -hmm. versus why 14 feels so good when we hit what feels like a lull is that legacy content still largely functions in 14. Yes, they had to make some changes to Sephiroth to bring it up as an Unreal, but large combat changes break old content. And so I would rather have a game that functions long-term than something that feels new today. So first of all, nothing large. Um, I think adding new classes already breaks a lot of stuff. No need to make it worse. <laughs> but um, within minor changes, I, I would love to see them make sure that all classes are viable. And that feels like something that, that P8 brought into question. Um, and I love the idea of class identity getting to show itself in new modes. So Crystalline Conflict, I think Crystalline Conflict was phenomenal. Bajaj's Adnor, the Lost Actions and the Twice Come Ruin and all that was a phenomenal way of reinventing the combat system within a set off side. And so if you didn't like Bajaj's Adnor, that's fine. It's done. Uh, and so if they're going to make combat changes like Criterion, I think is a really great chance for them to say, what if some of the classes feel a little bit different in this content? And if you don't like that, it's just the one thing. Yeah. I wouldn't personally put uh, combat changes as like the thing that I think 14 needs the most. I would rather have them make the open world like Baja's Adnor and funnel people into the zones. And, you know, like I would rather have things that take advantage of the unique aspects of 14 that I feel are underserved. Like that's where I would have them invest that money. But note that like what I just said is an insane massive amount of work task and we just got data center visit literally sure. then going the guild wars 2 model of like funneling people into zones and making those zones active and having all these things like that would be something that i think would be really exciting to see and fates don't cut it 
fates in Baja are better. You know, they're just better. The critical engagements, and then you have the, you know, like all of that. That it just functions better. I'd love to see that in the game. I think that'd be so cool. That's if hunt trains had duels or something exactly. tied to like the fight. Well, like and then all the, yeah, the, the final two zone uh, hunts had right. duels tied to them. And the only way you get that is an, an entire restructure of how servers are already functioning. Now they're getting closer and closer and closer, but at the end of the day, like that's more than combat chances that I want. But what I would like in terms of combat would be what I call stacks. I would love the ability to set certain abilities on the same button and have it just kind of function one after the next. Uh, so that way I can actually rearrange and set up my hotbars in a much more clean fashion. Some jobs in this game function way better on controller than some other jobs. And there is a clear difference and, uh, and it is a feeling for sure. And so if they gave me the ability to say, I want to fire this, if I use this ability, then this ability is sitting on top of it. It goes, then I press it again and it goes next because you're not going to like, do the pvp you know system in in pve but the ability just to kind of start to say like listen this ability is never being used unless it follows this ability why not just boom let me just stack those together and, and call it a day that would be something that would benefit i think me and controller players immensely in the world of 14. i think you can add the complexity back in at that point by allowing for more situational stuff right mm -hmm. if you have 17 buttons then the rotation tends to be one two three four five six seven eight nine all the way up um, but if you have less buttons, then you start to rely more on like situational things. And that's where the complexity comes back in. Um, Guild Wars has like basically like 12 buttons on the bar. So it's, it's like a third of, of some, it's like a third of summoner. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and yet the complexity still sits there. My actual core rotation, by the time you factor for timers and stuff, assuming the boss isn't doing anything weird, my core rotation in Guild Wars is a 28 button long combination mm -hmm. so it's it's really long out of less buttons so like <clears throat> i would say just for anybody that as brian talks about that if if your first concern is well wouldn't that make the game more boring if your one two three button combo was now one 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 no because ideally then you're getting to lean more on without just total rng on all classes that people who like dancer can play dancer and people who don't don't play dancer mm -hmm. um but it would be nice if you could start to reward me more heavily for using like the right mitigation for the right ability and things like that on warriors so that there is more thought going into my abilities and less can i do this many in a row dance dance revolution style just with more buttons for the sake of more buttons mm -hmm. and then uh our last question before we wrap up today and guys be sure to go check out the link um that we have pinned or the description if you want to go hang out with chris the rest of this day we really appreciate all lurk support even if you don't have prime or are able to like you know uh you know support with the like a sub etc or membership uh lurk support especially on streams is so important uh so every time we can try to keep those numbers up that helps us uh out immensely so uh, hopefully you guys want to go hang out that we'll put a link in the comments as well but uh miroslaw says do you guys think uh there will be another level cap raise what do you think chris yes I think they will continue raising the level cap. I think Blue Mage will continue to be behind, but function differently. Uh, I think those are those are the relatively conservative assumptions, um, at least in 7.0. But there is a question of, is 7.0 a 9-level raise or a 10-level raise? Are we stopping at 99, or are we going to a triple digit? Um, WoW started to feel weird once it went to triple digits, and eventually they got rid of that. So um what happens in 8.0 and 9.0 is you know when we're talking about like that three five seven year speculation that's the much 
riskier conversation where like, I really don't know. I think 7.0 is very safely. We'll find out at the media tour. Media tour is, I mean, not the media tour, the uh, fan fest, which his fan fest is historically after the 0.4 patch. So we'll find out next, maybe summer. Um, they'll say, hey, next expansion confirmed. There's going to be MSQ. There's going to be dungeons, raids, new glamours, new mounts, new zones, new side stories, a 10 level cap increase. That'll be that first slide. I don't think there's anything crazy about that. Um, what happens when that slide pops up at the 7.4 fan fest? Uh, my hope is that it goes to 99. So we will see a level cap. And I think anything after 99 in my mind should be more horizontal content based. Uh, when we look at what wow did and what they're doing again, when I look at the level cap increase, like I think there can be a value in it. But when we look at what Guild Wars has done, Guild Wars, despite its lack of marketing and despite like literally has this aspect and it and it keeps and it prevents a lot of issues. It prevents the sense of like, well, it's been out for a while. Should I really start? Oh, level still 80. It's not 130. It's not 100, 200, you know, like. And then essentially the, the the solutions people don't like. People don't like jump potions. Doesn't matter that we all understand why they exist. People don't like the sped up leveling process just to get you to the end. Like set it to 99 and then focus more on a horizontal perspective so that in five years and in 10 years, it's not like, well, I mean, the first 120 or 150 levels are just like, you'll get that done in a day. You know, it's like, they don't mean anything. Like they're just junk. They're just there. Like you're firing off so many levels at that point. Like who cares? Like, no, no, no. Like set it to 99 would be my vote. Having that historical final fantasy level and then open it up to like mastery stuff. And your experience can go somewhere. They can do all kinds of interesting things. And then you, you invest more in a horizontal progression so that over the course of the next 10 years, you're not sitting here going like, well, we got to call back those levels. We got We got to get that back all down to 60 because, you know, when people come in, they're like, well, what do we do? Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of options. That would be my, that would be my preference, but you know, we'll ultimately see, like Chris said, in, in the next live letter fan fest thing, what is their plan? Because they either go to, if they go to a hundred that, that communicates that we're still continuing. We're this, going to 110. We're going to 110 and we're going to 120. If they go to 99, that means that they, Hey, all right. We're going to go 99. Cool. Nine levels. Are okay. We stopping? Yeah. And then what, what's the system that takes place after that? And that's where, you know, if they go in that horizontal way, like we do have horizontal progression in certain aspects, but having that like a level cap, like, what do you do? They could have deathly hollows part one to this. Endwalker was a dense enough story. When you look at the trials we got in the main story, they could have split it across two expansions. And if they go to 99 and stop, it kind of would make me want Endwalker to have been a two part expansion. Oh, okay. Where yeah. We were just in Endwalker. Imagine if right now we were progressing our post MSQ story through mm -hmm. right after trial number two. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then yeah. and then EX three and four were were next expansions. And then there were like little mini ones. Like they could have made Endwalker a much bigger finale at that point. So that we could have ended the saga at ninety-nine. Yeah. And David says biggest problem right now is that it's the time to actually clear the story, not your levels, because people are maxing low levels out. And Oak actually says, Oh, the first hundred and twenty levels, I got that for thirty uh thirty four ninety nine. Like what are y'all <laughs> talking about? Like that that, that was a that was a one time fee in that regards. But uh guys, that's gonna be it for our show today. Uh we thank you so much for all y'all tuning in and hopefully you enjoyed uh along with that. Chris, why don't you uh give us any final thoughts or anything that you wanna uh bounce up before we, we wrap it up? 
if you enjoyed this and stayed all the way to the end, these are going to be, ideally, we're thinking in October of trying this as a Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7.30 a.m. We'll see if that works as Brian kind of shifts his employment status and uh, as the kids in school and all that. And then um, my wife and I are trying this out with me being loud and ridiculous starting even earlier in the mornings. Um, so we're going to try this out in October. If you like being here, we'll be live. Uh, Brian will be live on the YouTube side of things. If you want the more polished version over on Twitch, I'm dragging things around. There's Sherland music and it's chaos. Uh, and then I'll be streaming Monday through Fridays. Uh, lore week this week it, going into the live letter, uh, is all post heaven's word MSQ stuff. Me voice acting my first time through all of this. A lot of class or class quests sort or of think or what's lingering. Um, maybe we'll do some Alexander or something like that. And then, uh, Next week, we'll be doing tons of variety, and, and I'm just jumping MMOs all the time as we start to be really excited about the genre just rocking and rolling. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, this has been the Crystal Core Radio Podcast. Uh, you can always listen to this MP3 uh, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, just search Crystal Core Radio or check the links in the description. Join us over on Twitch, YouTube, and more for more MMORPG content. But until next time, take care.